Good evening, everybody. What is going on? Welcome into Toilets to Titles. This is episode 99, which I can't believe. We're talking about NFL Week 14 and uh, Fantasy Football Preview. Tonight, as always, I got my buddy Justin with me. How are we doing tonight, buddy? Awesome. Doing great. Um, excited about the, uh, the fantasy playoffs right around the corner. Um, uh, if you want a little sneak peek at just how excited I can get about fantasy football playoffs, Check out the waiver wire episode from yesterday. <laughs> I was interrupted oh, yeah. by, uh, by some intense gaming action. So, now nah, we had a good time. That was fun. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. Also with us, of course, is our resident Cowboys fan, Coach Chips. I guess. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Hey, Coach Chips. How <laughs> <laughs> no, you doing, Coach? <laughs> I've busted into Chips' house while he's away. So. Uh, so hopefully, uh, hopefully I can leave it in a condition that's all right. So when he comes home, he doesn't notice that anything's moved. But uh, yeah, yeah, just, coach uh, filling in for the day on vacation, and he comes back with an Australian accent. I love it. <laughs> I didn't know. He, I didn't know he went that far south on vacation. <laughs> now nah, we're glad to have you here tonight. We're it'll be fun. It's like I said, it's uh, usually just been Monday night. You kind of been behind the scenes for us and. Uh, I'm excited to have you on tonight. Um, real quick, like I said you can find us on Twitter. Uh, you can find myself at Nate underscore Dirt 19. Um, you can find Justin at Justin FF underscore. You can find Andrew at, at Andrew Campy. Is that right? Yep, that's what I thought. Correct. And you can find the show at Toilets to Titles. Uh, you can also listen to us, as you know, on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Podbean, uh, Spotify, Facebook. I've got two pages there. Uh, if you listen to us on Apple, please give us a five star review. That would be awesome. Um, and hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube as well. Uh, also, check out toiletstyles.com. Uh, Campy was has been uh, kicking butt with that site. And uh, everybody else on the team, too. Not just He's been a big help, though. So, like I said, check it out. Everything you want, videos, articles, uh, NFL and fantasy content. Uh, the guys have been working like crazy. So, Real quick, we'll go through some notes or some notes, some news up for this week. Uh, I know I don't need to say everybody that got placed on the COVID-19 list because <laughs> most of them, it doesn't matter. Uh, the big ones I saw were David Njoku and Keenan Allen. I don't know if anybody else has any other guys they thought was important or not. So, I don't know if anybody from that list is necessarily important, but I do know based off of our – our T to T team chat that Andrew Campy has something to say about the COVID nineteen list. <laughs> oh, as I said, the, the argument over COVID is is done as far as I'm concerned. Vaccinated, unvaccinated, doesn't matter, right? The the rules are in place. But geez, just tell us when you say someone is on the COVID list, are they vaccinated or are they unvaccinated? Because you know it's like a what like a weak difference between the two. So it's like, well, do I need to pick someone off off of waivers, or is this guy going to be back? We just don't know. So. Oh, that's it. Justin's yeah. had enough and he's left. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's it's frustrating. Like you said, I mean, I, I know um, this morning on our group chat, we were talking about David Njoku and, uh, you know, for a guy to pick up. And then, you know, an hour later, he's on the COVID list. And it's like you said, we don't know. Is it long term, short term? What do we got going here? So um, not that yeah. Njoku has been stellar, but I mean, Keenan Allen has been phenomenal. Uh, I know I got him in a couple spots and he's been carrying me so he will be and missed especially with Debo I, can, I kind of understand that whole concept of people saying oh well you know it's their uh, it's their own rights or whatever but to me we're going to find out eventually because it's going to decide how long they're out for and two it seems to be too sometimes it's just like they're on the COVID list but they don't tell us whether or not it's because they're a close contact or it's actually because they have COVID so that can be huge like you look at Amari Cooper and Amari Cooper was unvaccinated, got COVID, missed two games, and then when he did come back, he was still like struggling with it. So it's it can be a huge difference in the, in what actually happens to the player. So just yeah. give us the information up front, and fine, we won't we won't argue about it. Just tell us at the start. Yeah. That's all I'm asking. Honestly, I think this is an opportunity that a lot of players are missing out on when it comes to uh, popularity here because. Like, you got guys like Josh Jacobs that'll just straight up tell you, I don't care about your fantasy team. Obviously, most players don't, and we're okay with that. We don't want you to care about our fantasy team. We just want you to go out there and win football games for your team. But when you blatantly come out and say that, it kind of rubs some guys the wrong way, and you lose some fans. 
why not be that guy that comes right out and says, hey, listen, guys, it's it's my choice. I'm not vaccinated. I just want to give you a heads up, you know, that let the fantasy world know, because we're such a huge, uh, huge um, group of, of the fans for the NFL. Like without fantasy football, the NFL would lose a lot of fans. They really would. I mean, especially like like I know a guy that lives in Oklahoma. He's been on the show, uh, Josh Crocker. He doesn't have a dedicated team that he roots for. He's really just here for the fun of watching football and and fantasy football and stuff. And without it, like how many games is he really going to watch? So nobody's going to watch the Thursday night football game between the Jets and the Jaguars whenever they don't have fantasy football relevance. So like this is a chance for these guys to and to like. Uh, get the community to embrace them a little more just by being honest and upfront. There's no gamesmanship to be made here. No, yeah, I agree. Like I said, it's just, I, I just, I I'm with KP too, where it's like, I just like to know how long does this, is he going to be out, you know? And, and right. so anyways, let's we move on. Like I said, we could talk about that all night. So uh, Adam Thielen uh, is out with a high ankle sprain. Should be back by the end of the year. Not sure if, uh, I don't know if he'll be back by the end of the fantasy playoffs. Kind of depends. Um, I don't. I, I don't know if it said anything about being back by the regular season or what it said. So Justin, yeah, you know more. I think last I heard is that the initial thought was really scary, but then after today's test, looks like he's definitely going to be back at some point this season. That's all they really know at this point. We don't really know for sure when, but at any point this season, and it's Adam Thielen. That's at least enough to know that you don't drop him. At least not yet. Wait and see what happens. Wait until he sees a specialist. Usually, it's that that second or third day after seeing the specialist. They come out and and they show uh, they they really give us a better idea. So hopefully, we'll know more by tomorrow or Thursday. Um, so maybe uh, maybe we have some breaking news on uh, on uh, dollars to deuces deuces dollars. I always get it mixed up. What is it? Dollars to deuces. Dollars to deuces tomorrow night. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Corey Davis placed on season-ending IR. Don't care. He stinks. Well, we don't care. But like you said, there there are actually people that still like the guy. Campy, are you uh, are you a Corey Davis stands? Oh, look, he had a couple of good weeks in there for me, fantasy wise. If I had to plug him in, but apart from that, not really too uh, keen on him. But will we? Like, it'll be interesting to see what Zach Wilson does. You know, does this does this like who gets the targets now? Really? But yeah, yeah. I meant to add Jamison Crowder to the waiver show last night after, and I forgot until the end because I think Jamison Crowder is going to get a little bump up. So, I mean, I think they're better off that way anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one will be interesting, especially because um, the Niners are going to Cincinnati this week. But uh, Elijah Mitchell is in concussion protocol. I said it last night on the waiver wire show. He was uh, he went back into the game Sunday and then had the symptoms again on Monday. So, I'm not a expert but i would imagine that that is probably not a good sign for um this coming weekend yeah speaking of going back in the game this is something that we actually don't have on the news but uh um uh damian harris last night monday night football what was up with that how in the world do, do you have a uh, a running back that that really is a really good running back that kind of tweaks his hamstring and he goes into the locker room, he he works it out, he he comes back out. How are you letting him back on the field after he just tweaked his hamstring? He had another really long run, busted out for about, I don't know, it was like 30 yards, and re-injured that same hamstring. Like, he very seriously could have just went from, oh, I tweaked at my hamstring, I'm out the rest of the game, to now, who knows, out for weeks and potentially – uh, with a hamstring, you never know when that's going to come back and bite you again. Like this could be something that lingers all season. Now, how did they let that happen? I don't get that at all. I I don't have any idea. I don't know if it if it wasn't that bad, maybe when it first happened, or if it was just kind of a strain or something. So he went into the locker room early to get it, you know, uh, whatever they like, kind of that roller deal or something, to try to get it stretched back right. out. Right. Um, Which I need that, that, that that run that he like re-injured on. I mean, he had just gotten to, like, the second level, and you saw him, like, come up limp, and then he takes off again. If he wouldn't hurt, that would have been a touchdown, I think, if he would have pulled his yeah. hamstring because, I mean, sure. he had him beat again. Two really long runs. I think yeah. I think especially, too, in their case, like, they kind of have, like, a decent 1A and a decent 1B. So it's like, like are they really yeah. missing that much by going to Stevenson for the rest of the game? Like, it, right. it's, it seems like a weird move to me. Like, I know that um, – 
Amari Cooper earlier in the season had a hamstring issue and he came back and he made it through the game. But, yeah, I I guess, I, you know, playing devil's advocate, maybe it's one of those things that the Patriots do have the bye week next week. So they kind of felt like, oh, he didn't hurt it too much. And as long as it's, you know, not really bad, then, you know, maybe the bye week is enough to get him ready to go for the next game. But, yeah, it's, it's a question mark because they're going to be playing playoffs, aren't they? So it's like you don't really want to – you want him in the playoffs. It's – it's yeah, it's a strange move. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And and Brandon Bolden when he was in there didn't look terrible too. I mean, so it's not like it was Ramondre and that's it. Yeah, so, maybe that's it. Maybe they're trying to weed him out because they want to just run a two back set. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows with Bill? I, I that's that's a good guess. Um, so oh, with uh, like so back to the Eli Mitchell thing. I don't know who's gonna play um, if he is out. I think Jeff Wilson was hurt last week, but they didn't say how serious. Uh, that's what I saw on the waiver show last night. So um, I don't know if it's time to fire up Kyle Juszczyk or. Well, yeah. So Michael I think, um, yeah, Jermichael Hasty was apparently the only one that was healthy at the end of the game. So uh, he's he's the one looking that I'm looking at at the moment. But yeah, you just don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Hasty's probably the one that I'm going to spend both of the remaining fab dollars I have left on so <laughs> oh yeah uh this one real quick i don't patriots or the patriots panthers offensive coordinator joe brady was fired sunday before the games um i don't it's not his fault i don't know i was kind of surprised they fired him to be honest with you but um yeah. i guess matt rule has other ideas so yeah he yeah. usually does yeah so oh well. <laughs> uh, and last one fitz magic went underwent season ending surgery i I don't know why they waited this long. I would have just got it over with, but I guess yeah. he, he's a gamer, man. He wanted to get back in there, but I think and it's time for him to hand the reins over to the wild man, Taylor Heineke. So. Yeah, wild man. You know I only wanted to put this one on the show, Doc, because I wanted one last opportunity to be able to talk about Fitzmagic because who knows, this might be the last time, sadly. So hopefully he can make a comeback. Hopefully he's back next season and uh, and back in a starting role somewhere. But um Denver. Yeah. Yeah, Denver. I mean, I'd take it. I would I would oh, definitely be, take it over that'd be great. Over Teddy Two Gloves for sure. Over anybody there. I mean, yeah. That's a joke. Uh also check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash toilets the titles. Uh we have a group chat that were it was pretty uh quite a bit of messages going on this morning. Um there's three different tiers. So the three dollar tier is tier one. You get access to the group chat on Discord, like I was just talking about. Uh, pretty much trades, anything, you know, like I said, there's all kinds of stuff going, talking about all day long. Uh, tier two is $5 a month. Get you early access to the waiver wire episodes uh, that Justin and I recorded last night and can't be produced it. Uh, entry into the Frankenstein Listener League next year. Also uh, into the group chat on Discord. And then tier three is $10 a month. Get you one-on-one roster analysis and free entry into the Frankenstein League next year group chat and then the early waiver wire. So I guess we never ask, how's everybody doing in Frankenstein? Are we going to the playoffs? I think, or yeah, I think I'm third at the moment. So I think, I, I think I scrape in. Uh, you mean in the Frankenstein playoffs? Yeah. Uh, um, well, I, I set it up on the, uh, here, actually, I'll just pull it up on the, uh, uh, let's see. Andrew, you are, you are in the 10th seed. Uh, 12 teams, 12 teams make it. So you did make it in. You're the 10 seed. So you play you play the thing at JoJo 15 15. Um oh. Nate, you made it. You yeah, Nate's the the nine seed. Uh he plays uh, he plays Funkle Steve. <laughs> Uncle Steve oh. the eight seed. Nate's the nine. So that should be the good close uh, uh week one matchup. So I unfortunately did not make the playoffs, so I am in the constellation round. Um, we, uh, um, or I'm playing. Uh, we're going to play a 24 team constellation uh, tournament. The winner gets a free entry into the Frankenstein League next season. So, um, so those of you that are listening or watching right now that have not heard of the Frankenstein League yet, uh, this year we had three copies, 36 teams. I'm going to do all I can every year to get everybody involved in some form of after regular season playoff of some kind for some kind of a prize, whether it be a free hat, free shirt, in this case, free entry into next season's league. 
something. But uh, so yeah, 24 teams in one big tournament that's going to end on the on uh, week 18. So uh, it should be exciting, even uh, even though we we can't play for the championship like you suds. Yeah, I got I got lucky. I don't know. We'll see if I uh, after Rich stole the hair bear from me. Uh, it was kind of tough sledding. So we'll see what happens this week. I don't know. It's been fun. So, game of the week. Now I get to talk about my awesome name that coach gave me, even though he's not here tonight. He did kick my butt last week. Not so much Justin's, but mine for sure. So, <laughs> if you're watching, you can see that my name is, oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. What, what? Hey, Mickey. It, <laughs> it's not the whole thing, but it's just, oh, Mickey, you're so fine. So, that's. Uh, I think, that's I'm not uh, sure. Yeah. Good. I was gonna say that's that's got to be just because he's he's down there in Florida right now enjoying uh, enjoying dinner this evening with Mickey and watching the fireworks with Donald and and uh, and enjoying he, he might be enjoying the family too but knowing knowing John he's just a big kid down there himself he he, he waited in line for all the roller coasters that his kids couldn't even ride on yet <laughs> no, I, I'd probably do the same thing. <laughs> Yep. So congratulations, John. I know he's going to watch this, this episode later, but uh, much deserved vacation. Um, but uh, hopefully, hopefully we're filling in nicely. Okay. Here without you. Oh yeah. Let's see what else we got. Uh, so, oh yeah. So we're going to talk about the game of the week, right? Yep. So if you're the season totals have, I'm back on top again, I guess when I say on top, that means I have the most points. Not that I'm in the lead. <laughs> with coach coach only had uh he, had he picked the patriots at the bills last week uh which ended up being 14 10 last night so he had a difference of four points he was the big winner uh justin had the cowboys at the saints which was 27 17 so his 10 point difference was second and i had the Chargers at the Bengals, which i thought was going to be pretty close for a little while uh, anyways charge 141 22 so they uh had a 19 point differential so yeah i'm in last place again and uh yeah, that's how we are overall in the standings right now, too. Coach at 147 in first, I'm at 149 in second, and you're at 156 in third. So it's a, it's a close match. It's a close race here. We've got uh, only nine points um, separate the three of us. So, And we've seen, you know, one week uh, you yeah. can get 30 points easily. So, yeah, yep, outstanding. Well, Campy, you want to lead us off here for week 14 with your uh, game of the week? Yeah, well, it's a bit of a pattern because it's. Uh, I think I've mentioned them further down too. So it's it's the Cowboys and Washington. Like any division game is always going to be close. Um, I think at the end of the week we're going to be really sort of like understanding where these two teams are at because I think there's a, a kind of feeling that Washington's sort of like improving and the the Cowboys are kind of getting worse. And it's. I think it'll be really. I think it'll be close. And I think whoever the winner is, I think we'll be we'll, we'll be talking about sort of making some kind of move in the playoffs, and the other team probably uh, being an also run. So uh, yeah, Cowboys and Washington. And and it should it should be known too that Campy is also a Cowboys fan. So when he's filling in for John, it's not. I, I mean, he may have actually stole the jersey out of John's closet. I'm not completely positive. <laughs> Uh, while he was there in his bedroom, but uh, um, but he also may actually own the jersey himself. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's he's got a few too many uh, few too many thongs in his uh, his underwear drawer, and they're not comfortable. But I gave him a, I gave him a shot, and, you know. Like I had to. I had to. Hey, you got to take on the complete character, man. If you're going to fill in for John. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll, I'll uh, I think I think I'm going to go ahead and jump in with mine here. Um, Monday night football. Uh, we've got the what's Rams. This, what's this guy doing? He's meant to be on holidays. Go away. <laughs> what's that? I'm Don't call the police yet. I'm still there. Don't call the police. <laughs> I'm. I missed it. I was. I was. I was looking at the doc. Is, is John in here? Oh yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, uh, so yeah, Rams at the Cardinals Monday night football. So we have a lot of divisional games this week. There were actually seven divisional games on the docket. So this should be a really good week for, uh, for football purposes. Um, so even if you're not in the playoffs or not fighting for a spot, you're still going to enjoy some good football this week. So personally, I went with the, the Rams and the Cardinals because there's a, uh, the Cardinals, 
at times have looked like the best team in football and the Rams at times have looked like the best team in football. I really hope that both of those best teams show up on Monday night and we get one hell of a, one hell of a uh, way to send off week 14 on Monday night. Yeah, that'd be fun. Like was that chiefs and was that chiefs and Rams a couple years ago? That was like, Super, super high like, score. Like 58 yeah. to 54 or something yeah. like that. That's what I want to see. <laughs> yeah. Coach has the Bills at the Bucks, which I like too. I think that uh, the Bills got to figure something out. And, you know, I said it's a tough test to go from, you know, playing t- or playing Bill on Monday night, then going to his old buddy Tom the next weekend. So I think it will be a close game. It should be, should be a pretty fun one, I think. So. Yeah, but he's in line for test track right now. Oh, yeah. At Epcot, I think that's where that's at. I never got to ride it, but it was there after I went. But yeah. uh, My game of the week, I got the 49ers at the Bengals. Uh, it's going to be a good game, I think. I The Bengals at some points look like they're the best team in the AFC North, and then the next week they don't. Um, they look like the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, they look like the same old Bengals. So – I hope that they will be back uh, to their, you know, like I said, those two turnovers with Joe Mixon fumbling the ball and that weird drop interception thing by Jamar Chase, pretty much, you know, it was like a 28 point swing. So that right there, you know, they're not usually doing that stuff, especially those two guys. So, um, and the Niners are pretty banged up, but they've been playing good football last week was an anomaly. I think, I don't think that's who the Seahawks are. So I think it should be a pretty good football game. Um. Debo, Debo's still out though, isn't he? He's got one more week, I think. So that'll be interesting if they've got no running backs and uh, no Debo. Brandon, are you? <laughs> yeah, well, River that's Craig what I was hoping for this year. That's who's going to light it up, those two guys. Ayuk will get eight carries. <laughs> we'll move on to the locks of the week. Last week was uh, pretty good. Uh, it was three and one last week on here. Um my only miss was the – I laugh because it's the in the division that my Packers are in. I, I had the Vikings minus seven at Detroit. They lost to the Lions 29-27. Um, I don't know. I don't even know what happened. I watched quite a bit of that game. And to be honest, I turned it on at half, after halftime, and I saw it was 6-20. to 20. I thought the Vikings were winning. Yeah. I'm like, oh, and I'm like, oh, they're – oh, no. They're getting beat, and it just – it's wild. I don't know. And the Lions still almost lioned it away at the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just normal. I mean, they came out on the right side of one finally. So, yeah, yeah, I missed on that one. I did hit on the Cowboys minus four and a half at the Saints. They won by 10 on Thursday night. Uh, the Cardinals minus seven and a half at the Bears. They, I don't think it's a lot. This looks closer than it was. They won by uh, nine, uh, 33-22. And I had the Patriots plus three at the Bills, and they won by uh, four, 14 to 10. So yeah, three and one last week. Hopefully we can uh, do more of the same this week. So for week 14, um, I got the Falcons plus three at the Panthers. Uh, not really just because the Panthers got rid of their offensive coordinator. Uh, I don't know who's playing quarterback. If it's PJ Walker, if it's Cam Newton, I'm sure they've said, I probably just didn't listen. Um, I don't know how the, I don't, I don't know how the Panthers are favored against anybody, to be honest with you. They've, their defense has been good, but uh, other than that, they have not looked good. Uh, the Falcons, not that they look any better, but I think that uh, I, I think them getting three points, I kind of like that, even on the road. So uh, next one, Cowboys minus four at Washington. I think this is going to be a close football game. Uh, Washington's played a lot better as of late, um, but I think the Cowboys are there to show you that they are the best team in the NFC East, um, you know, whether they win by a touchdown or a little more. Um, I think it's going to be a good game, a really good game. So we'll see what happens on Sunday, I guess. I know what Campy wants to happen. So, <laughs> uh, next one: Broncos minus eight versus the Lions. Um, as bad as Teddy Two Gloves looked um, Sunday night, I had to listen to it on the radio because I was driving. Um, Javante Williams did not look bad, and I think him by himself should be able to beat the Lions. Uh, I know the Lions are going to be coming in hot after that, but the Denver defense has played very well, um, and I think that they will be up to the task to stop the Lions that are coming in town. So. I know eight's a little bigger than I'd normally like, but I think the Broncos will get back on the right side of things. Just to confirm, Teddy Bridgewater did actually look as bad as he sounded on the radio. Dude, I, I, I'd always thought that Teddy was like the kind of guy that like, he's like Baker Mayfield. He's not going to win you games, but he won't lose them for you. He lost that game for him. Yeah. I mean, that intentional grounding he had was huge. I think it knocked him out of field goal range. 
And then the interception, like, did he throw two picks, actually? I think. It doesn't matter. He's terrible. I mean, he can't he can't complete pass. So, anyways, I still like him. I think, like I said, with Javante, if they just run the ball, they'll be fine. Uh, Chargers minus 10 and a half versus the Giants. Uh, they are back home, finally. Um, they looked really good against the Bengals. I know Keenan Allen's out, but I think that just opens up the door for Mike Williams, Jalen Guyton, uh, and there was somebody else I was going to say. I just forgot his name. Doesn't matter. Um, but the Giants, I don't know who's playing quarterback. If it's Jake Fromm, if it's Sky Cam, Mike Glennon. I don't think Danny Dimes is coming back this week. So, um, yeah, I think the Chargers should t- take this one pretty easily. Um, my last one is Buccaneers minus three versus the Bills. I do think it'll be a close game, but the Bills have struggled in the red zone. Um, the Bucks defense has been very good. Um, you know, the Bills can't run the ball, and the Bucks have a very good running defense. Uh, their secondary is kind of coming back. I think Dick Sherman might get a play this week, maybe. Um, I know, like, Sean Murphy Bunning's back, so they will be a little better. There you go. Yeah, good numbers from Teddy Two Gloves, though. Two picks, 55%. That's solid. God, get that guy out of there, dude. Let anybody, let that Kendall Hilton, Hinton kid back in there, whatever. That dude's never even played for <laughs> I actually, if uh, he actually has gotten a little bit of time in there at wide receiver, so he may be pushing uh, Bridgewater for total fantasy points on the season at this point. <laughs> I think Bridgewater's got like 15 more points than I do. <laughs> but yeah, so Bucks minus three. I just think that uh, the Bucks are rolling, and I don't think that train's really going to stop. And I don't know. Um, I know that Josh Allen said that the Bills that you saw against the Colts, that's not the Bills. Well, then what about the Bills we just saw against the Patriots? I mean, not that they didn't get beat by 40, but I just – I don't know. I think the Bills are kind of in trouble. I think not having a run game is going to hurt them. So that's what I got for the week. Right on, right on. So now we're down to the dudes and the duds. So I want to explain this a little bit real quick. Campy's filling in. We didn't know if Campy was going to have time to to fill this out. So I filled out the dudes. And uh, um, Nate filled out the duds, but he's going to read them off for us. Campy's uh, uh, a trooper here, but I want to give you a heads up. I tried to throw in some uh, American terms as much as possible just to throw you off a bit. So we'll see how well you do with it. <laughs> All right, let's roll. Okay, so first one is Dak Prescott. So uh, fingers crossed you're right with this one. Uh, when it comes to the Washington secondary, nothing has changed. They're still the worst in the business. Well, yeah, they're not, not doing great. As long as that is still true and any time a stud quarterback such as Dak is facing them, they will dominate. Uh, QBs love to pad their stats too. Uh, yeah, my biggest concern with Dak is, and I know that Coach has been on this, is he just he's not running at the moment. He's still nervous. And that's, that's sort of like a dimension that's sort of left the game, which is kind of frustrating from a Cowboys point of view. Like there's a few times where you think, geez, you get six or seven yards there and doesn't run, but... Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll have a good game. Uh, next one is a rod. So, uh, in the words, so all these words are Justin. So, if I say anything abusive, it's all Justin's fault. Okay. Uh, I'm a bit envious of Nate and John since they get to use their quarterbacks as their dudes for the week, and, and I'm stuck with Carson Wentz. Uh, Rogers has three total touchdowns as he owned the Bears in week six. The Bears are undoubtedly using trash talk as a bulleted board fodder, but it also undoubtedly will not matter as Rogers is in fact, or does in fact own the Chicago Bears. Okay, I have no idea who this is. He's just letting Virginia Hallis McCaskey keep the owner's box warm. Okay, is that who yeah, owns the Chicago Bears? He's the owner of the Chicago Bears. I was trying to make oh. a joke there that uh, he's pretty much just letting Virginia McCuskey uh, uh, keep that owner's box warm for him until he retires from football. Then he's going to jump up there and, and continue to own the Bears. That's what I was reading today, completely unrelated, but um, – Someone commented, so Rooney Mara, who's the girl from the, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and then her sister, who's an actress as well, their grandparents are Art Rooney, the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, or the former owner, and Mara, who owns the New York Giants. So they are the grandchildren of the owners of two different NFL teams. So that's kind of... Cut. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> wow. Uh, so running back. Dontrell Hilliard. So I'm I'm all in on Dontrell. So I'm kind of I'm, I'm with you on this one. So sometimes our boy coach likes to throw in some guys that may not be obvious as top tier players. 
So I thought I'd give you a less than obvious suggestion. Well, Derek Henry is down, and I thought that the backfield was Jeremy McNichol's job to lose, and then he's just sort of disappeared. Um, yeah, then unfortunately he did in fact lose it, so I should have read ahead, shouldn't I? <laughs> um, Hilliard looked good and like a very solid playable RB. And what I like about him too is if I can just uh, change some words here is the fact that he also catches the ball. So when they sort of go to Donta Foreman, he doesn't catch as much. So Hilliard, Hilliard has that, <coughs> excuse me, kind of uh, that low floor that I'm looking for in a player like that. So that's why I like him. So gets to also go up against the bad Jaguars defense. So the next one is Chuba, Chuba Hubbard versus Atlanta. So playing playing anyone against Atlanta is always a good idea. So Chuba likely falls back into that 15, 25 touches a game role. And Cam Newton proved two weeks ago he can still throw. Uh, he still can't throw. Sorry, that makes more sense. The Panthers, for some reason, abandoned the run game early and often in their last game against Miami, and they paid the price. So... You have to believe with the bye week and head coach Matt Rule dumping, obviously, their offensive coordinator that hopefully they're going to go a combo of Cam and Chuba running the ball and at that victory against a pretty average Falcons team. So next one up, wide receiver Elijah Moore. So Zach Wilson did learn something very special about one of his offensive weapons while he was injured on the bench after all. That lesson is he needs to find a way to get the ball to Elijah Moore, and I think it's made easier by the fact that his other love love on the uh, wide receiver core is now an IR. The Saints have a bad pass defense, and the Jets will need to exploit that to give them a chance at winning this game. The next one up is Mike Williams, who's playing the Giants. And we all know that James Bradbury is a pretty solid quarterback, uh, quarterback, quarterback for the Giants, and while Adoree Jackson isn't bad, he's the winker league of the two. Bradbury will likely be on Keenan Allen. So this is obviously a question of whether or not Keenan Allen plays or not. Mike Williams will... With, Mike Williams with another one of the matchups that he should be able to take full advantage of in, it, in this game. So, yeah, it's going to be a question of whether or not Keenan Allen plays. Uh, I've, I was all in on Mike Williams earlier in the year and now I'm looking like a bit of an idiot. So uh, I apologise for anyone who I suggested pick up Mike Williams because it was clearly a bad move. And finally, Dawson Knox. So Knox did not play well this week in the win ball, but no one did, so it's all right. Then again, almost everyone played in an offensive position, did not play great. This week, Knox will look to bounce back against the Bucks defense that has shown weakness against the tight end, like my weakness for puppies in TV commercials. <laughs> so, so Alex is chiming in here. He he says, uh, he says, Campy, make sure to blink twice if Chefs has kidnapped you. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I know I keep going back to this, but I, I want to get a close-up of this. I got to check this out. This is, for, this is yeah. For, for those of you that are listening, tune into our YouTube or check out the video. Uh, Campy is in Shep's recording studio at the moment. He's gonna take some memorabilia and maybe mail it out to uh, some lucky people. You know, just yeah. So if you want, flag. if you want, you know, does anyone want that flag or does anyone want that LSU poster or there's a what's this? Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy poster or. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of autographs in there, too. <laughs> just the just next let five, me know and I'll send it out to you. It's fine. The next five Patreon subscribers get uh, get a piece of memorabilia <laughs> from Coach's, from Coach's <laughs> house. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I, I had to. Uh, I had, no, I had it's to great. I meant, I meant to post that earlier. I forgot. Well, we keep talking about it, too, so I'm glad that you mentioned mentioned it to the people that are listening but not viewing because it gives them a chance to, to know what, exactly what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do sometimes think like I do. Uh, I do listen to a whole bunch of podcasts, and I, it is kind of weird when you're sort of listening and they're having conversations. You're thinking, "What right. are they talking about?" And then you're like, "Oh, that's right. <laughs> There's a video involved in this." Oh yeah. All right. So All right. Uh, now we're on to the duds, and again, these are the these are the uh, words of Nate's uh, as as told by the the great narrator Andrew Campy. I'm very nervous about this. <laughs> well, actually, I thought I was reading. I thought I was going to read them at first, so I don't know. Hopefully, they're okay. Sorry, that was a lot of fun though to hear somebody else say my words. I think <laughs> I, this turned out a lot better than I thought it was going to. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, as long as I didn't stuff up too badly. So I, I'm in IT, so I'm not used to talking too much like this. So uh, I only talk to a computer, and it doesn't talk back. So, 
All right, so our dud, our first quarterback is Zach Wilson. So Wilson threw for 226 yards and two touchdowns last week against the Eagles. He finally put up some decent fantasy numbers, but I'm not sure if he'll have that same luck against the Saints defense. I tend to agree, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, next one, T-Law. So Lawrence has been pretty lackluster through this season, and I don't see that changing. I agree. Kevin Bayard has been activated from the COVID list and the defense will be hungry after the bye. The Titans need to get back on track with a win. And what a better team to start against than the Jaguars. Yeah, well, I, I'm still all in on Trevor Lawrence. I've got a lot of shares of Trevor Lawrence. I just think he was thrown into a crappy situation. So I'm, I'm not sure whether or not Meyer is the person to turn that around. But I, yeah, I don't blame Trevor Lawrence just yet. No, I, I don't. I said I think he will be fine eventually. I think that... Um, Urban is kind of running things the wrong way. And this isn't, I'm not going back to what we talked about a long time ago. I'm just saying it, it feels like, you know, when they ask him a question about something, it's like, well, that's his, that's like his department. It's like, well, you're the head coach. You're the chief figure out guy. You need to make those decisions just because he's the offensive coordinator. You know what I mean? So Justin, we're not talking about that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Lawrence will be fine. Just not this week again. That's kind of low hanging fruit, but I just, yeah, he's, he's not going to have a good one. So next up is the Bills running backs against Tampa Bay. So the Bills running offense has been pretty poor. And then after a tough loss to the Patriots, the Bills are heading south for warmer weather. However, their running backs aren't going to have much fun in the sun. Tampa Bay is the second-ranked rushing defense, allowing 84 yards a game. Buffalo stinks running the ball against lesser rush defenses. They're going to show you what, why they stick this week. Yeah, for me, the thing that I find interesting about the Bills is the Bills have this – what are you people doing? Uh, we're we're making comments at the bottom. And don't worry, it's not about oh, you. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's about Urban Meyer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, the thing that I find interesting about the Bills running back is it's you know you talk about getting on a roll as a running back, and their their running backs don't seem to get on a roll. It's sort of they they play one guy for a bit, and then they play someone else, and they play someone else, and it's it's a weird way to play it. They're really playing it by committee, but they're doing it too much, I think. I think they're better off just throwing in Zach Moss or whoever it is and saying, okay, you're our lead back and see how it goes. But well, that that Matt Breida fumble last night was terrible. Like it, it, like yeah. Peyton and Eli talked about it. It's like, what are you doing? Like he's like he was like trying to grab the ball from him or something. I don't know. It was just yeah, I thought Matt Breida was toast, but I don't know, but I am so, so grateful that they awarded that fumble to uh to Allen when it was definitely Breida's <laughs> fault, but they yeah. awarded that fumble to Allen. And that helped me so much. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> like I woke up, I, I, I had to hit refresh like a hundred times today just to check to see if there was a stack correction on that. That was obviously the running back's fault. Oh, yeah. So the next one up, I don't know if I want to read or not, but it's Zeke. And so Zeke was a big disappointment last week against the Saints. Jerry told us he didn't care about Zeke's workload, which is true. But apparently Dan Quinn had other ideas. The Washington defense has been stout, and Zeke will have a tough time on possibly limited carries. Now, yeah, uh, Coach and I kind of talked about this. Why Zeke played, I have no idea. Like, he's clearly banged up. He's struggling. They should have given him the week off. You've got Pollard there. You know, give him the week off. Maybe even give him two weeks off. Make sure that he's fit once again for playoffs. Like, you know, the Cowboys are, in theory, looking at playoffs. So... I don't get why they played him last week. And I think going into Ward's playoffs, that could be a really bad decision if he's still banged up when we come to the end of the year. But we'll just have to wait and see how he pulls up after 10 days off, I guess. They would have had a really long time. Like I said, if he would have, if he would have had last Thursday off, I mean, that would have been a longer break than normal to this yeah. game. And then they could have said, well, you know, let's he can suit up, but, you know, Pollard's starting or something like that. You know, like mm. you said, because I know the Cowboys need a win for a better seat or whatever, but. They're 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 kind of, they're not that they're all in, but I mean, they don't have a you know like I said it, it, it it's about the playoffs, not right now. So I almost mm -hmm. put Pollard on my on my studs list if it wasn't for that Washington uh, that front seven that's been playing better and better each week. Yeah. Like uh, uh, that's the only like I was just a little if, if it would have been Washington from week four, Washington from week five, I definitely would have had Pollard on my on my studs list. I honestly think that Pollard is just the better overall back right now. He brings an explosiveness that that Zeke doesn't have anymore. So, and maybe it's because of the injuries. Maybe it's just something else. I don't know. But, uh, um, but, but I, they're definitely better off to let him sit. But they're not going. My, 
My take is, is, is it's kind of that thunder and lightning kind of thing. I think Pollard is really good in that second role and um, sort of maybe getting probably, you know, like say 40, 50% of the, the touches. I think, you know, Zeke is fantastic at blocking. Uh, he's really good at that. And then just that yeah. basic pound, ground and pound and sort of like tire out the offensive line is what he's really good uh, Sorry, defensive line is what he's really good at. So I think... You know, I think there's value in both of them. I'm not sure if you played Zeke sort of as a backup and you played Pollard most of the time, whether or not Pollard would be just as effective. I think the reason he is effective is because he's that second guy up. But we may find out this week. If if Zeke does get a rest, then maybe we'll find out. We'll have to wait and see. No, who's, the, who's the third running back? Is it that kid from uh, Tiffin or is it they have somebody else? Uh, no, Corey Clement, they had. Um, so the former Philadelphia Eagles guy long, long ago. So, uh, as far as I'm aware, he's still on the roster. So, uh, yeah, it does go downhill pretty quickly after the first two. Uh, next up, the defensive Denver wide receivers. Clearly drunk, sorry. The Lions defense stinks, yes, but so does Teddy Two Gloves, yes. I can't start a single Denver wide receiver until two gloves shows that he can throw the ball to someone besides Albert O and Noah Fan. Yes, yes, and yes, I agree. But I do have Noah Fan in a uh, tight end premium league, so I'm happy with the Noah Fan passes. So, oh, like that's three catches for twelve yards or something he had. It's it's tight end premium, like it's a two tight end premium. So <laughs> <It> basically, <laughs> so when he gets like when he gets like three catches, it's like twenty points. It's amazing, but yeah. So next up, we have Brian Edwards at Kansas City. So Carr is fourth among the NFL at passing yards this season, and he'll need to chuck it all over to keep up with the Chiefs. Edwards' snap count has been dwindling, and D-Jax has Sorry. seen more yards in two weeks than Edwards has since week seven. The Chiefs' defense has done a 180, and they're playing very well. They are. Waller could be back this week, and Carr will focus on F efforts to get him the ball and Renfro. So, yeah, I, I agree. The Chiefs are looking pretty good on defense. Their offense still is interesting, but their defense is looking great. And then the last one is Cole Komet. So Komet has come on strong lately with a lot of targets for the Bears, but the, the Pack, Packers' defense has been very tough against tight ends, and Green Bay will shut down Dalton this week and Komet won't have much luck. Um, yeah, just on this one, like I've got Komet in a couple of teams, and he sort of seems to be getting those targets. And catches, but it's sort of like a lot of those kind of like, you know, a catch here for five yards, a catch here for five yards. It hasn't really been a big game anyway. So, yeah, I agree. The minute you start playing teams that shut down tight ends, then he maybe he goes from, say, seven points down to three points. So he's definitely someone I'm probably going to be benching this week. And that's it. Done. Listen. Hey, I thought you did well with Tick. my terrible writing. You did Excellent. I like it. I like it. Now, my favorite part of the show is the turtle heads. Justin, what you got for me? Yeah, this is only your favorite part of the show because you're five. But um, <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay with that because uh, because uh, sometimes it can be difficult. And this time of the year, it's pretty difficult. So what I did, uh, what I did this time, instead of uh, trying to reach out for those uh, those young guys that uh, are gonna pop up and do something good for you in the future um like i usually do at the end of the season like this i decided to pick out somebody that i think is going to be huge for you in your playoff run i think that terry mclaurin has a real opportunity to do something good and if you look at his um uh, lack of consistency this this uh um i almost said this semester because my kids are at the end of the semester uh at his lack of consistency this season Every third game, he's had one really good game. It's every single time. There's there's three games, and that three-game block, one of those games were good, the other two were bad. So, like, it's just so – it's so bad to see that inconsistency. But if you look at the, the defensive backs and the defenses that he faced, um, you can kind of see why. And, and plus he had those injuries along the way uh, in the middle of the season that he played through and battled through. But now – He's, he's about to hit some consistency coming up for the final five games of this season. He gets to play the Cowboys twice, the Eagles twice, and the Giants. So, for one, how crazy is it that they're ending with five divisional games? <laughs> um, for two, like, and I'm sure Campy, Campy will even attest to this, like as good as that Cowboys 
defense is, and even as good as the secondary is, they do give up a lot of yards. And I think that has a lot to do with the uh, the style of play for the defense. But uh, but at the same time, those big yards are helpful to your wide receivers on your fantasy team. So, and then the Eagles just don't really have a secondary, and then the Giants um, don't really have it a football team, but you've got a hell of a schedule coming up for Terry McLaurin over the next five weeks to run through this, uh, um, this playoff schedule for you. Um, uh, that's pretty much really all I have for, uh, for the turtle heads. I didn't have time to really throw down any honorable mentions cause we were filling in for, uh, for John's studs and duds, uh, this week, but, um, but who knows, maybe next week I'll have some, uh, some honorable mentions for you and we can, Pretty much, if uh, if you're okay with it, we can just roll right into the slow your rolls or your all ins. So, uh, who wants to kick us off with that? I I'll go. I'll kick us off because you'll be proud of me because I'm just gonna tell you I'm all in on Javante Williams. I feel like I may have said this already, but I just want to talk about it again. Uh, he's in a stud this year, and it's been fun to watch. I only got two rushing touchdowns, but I don't care. Uh, he's the only player that made the Broncos' offense go. I would say last week, um, you know, and. I wish it wasn't too late to buy on him for Dynasty, but I probably have missed the vote in the leagues. I don't have him. Um, I was trying to find the stat there of his yards after contact. I know it's very high. Um, not necessarily a good thing. Kind of means that your team stinks. And um, I mean, it's good that you keep going, but it's not good for overall production, I don't think. But yeah, he's he's a he's he's a beast, man. And without Melvin Gordon last week, he was able to show that um, he can be the guy. And uh, they got a good one. So all in. Yep, fair enough. I don't think we can argue with that, Andrew. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I agree. Watching him, I was just all I could think was, "Damn, I wish I had more co- more copies <laughs> yeah. of him." Because like, he just looked so good. Like he he was catching well, he was running well, and I was just looking, going like his value just skyrocketed in that game. But uh, I'm I'm all in, in t- on two teams from the NFC East making the playoffs. So. If you had have said that to me earlier in the year, I would have been told you to bugger <laughs> off. But it just seems like everyone in the NFC at the moment just keeps shooting themselves in the foot. I feel we've got sort of five teams who should make the playoffs. And then you've got a whole bunch who just don't want it at the moment. So <laughs> I, I think it's going to be interesting because, as you said, Washington have a difficult task of having a lot of division games. Probably for them to get in, they probably need to you know win at least one against the Cowboys. But then you've got Philadelphia too, who's just sort of sitting right there. And they seem to just have uh, a sort of a weird luck this year that seems to be getting them wins when they probably shouldn't get them. So I definitely think that one of either Washington or Philly is going to make the playoffs this year, which is something that I didn't think even probably three, four weeks ago. So Fair enough. And don't forget too, that with that big win, I do believe that the Detroit Lions are still in the hunt. They still have an opportunity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, somebody did send out i saw it on twitter like you know the scenario for this and it was like I, I i forgot to read it more but it was like you know all the things you have to lose every week and it's like no they're not dead yet i guess so yeah no i shared that with our our <laughs> team chat group and uh, and if you look at it they that was posted before the the lions victory so uh oh. if you really look at it like uh the lions did their part but there were one or two things already that happened this week that didn't happen in their favor so i'm not so i don't know if that was the only scenario that where they could make the playoffs but i think even with their win they're already messed mathematically eliminated because of other stuff that happened over the weekend too but and did you okay. see the uh did you see i can't remember who it was but it came up on twitter it was the uh, circle of parody and every team now can be linked to every other team based on a win or a loss so it's like oh, wow. every team every team you can put That's into sweet. a big circle yeah. now because the because the um lions won you can put them in and then every other team basically you can just do a full, complete loop. So it was kind of so, cool to see. Like, yeah. So the Lions are better than the Packers because the Vikings beat the Packers and the Lions beat the Vikings and the Packers right. beat yeah. the Cardinals. So the Lions are better than the Cardinals and the Rams, right? That that works. I knew it. Yeah. And, and so it goes, yeah. Yeah. It goes <laughs> in a full circle. Amazing. Yeah. So. And also, one more day, had, had one more day gone by, it would have been exactly one year since the Lions won their last game. Oh, wow. they, they were one day short of a full calendar year <laughs> from uh, from uh, from getting a win. That's so a, uh, that's a tough life to live as a Lions fan. I mean, I, I give those people some respect, man, because I just yeah, gosh, 
My son, my son's a big Lions fan. Dan Campbell, though, like I love I that guy. Love, I love that guy. I really hope he can make this work. I, I hope that they, because there, this is going to happen for a while, for several years, at least until they get another a, a, a good young quarterback. Like, so I hope that they let him take the beating, and then after he's had the beating and they start getting good, they let him keep it. You know, he he deserves it. Yeah. Not like anybody else is going to change anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, what's the what's the point? Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, so I am all in on the fantasy football playoffs. I keep bringing it up. I keep mentioning it. I'm so excited. Here we go. Uh, my dynasty leagues. I, I only made the playoffs in about one third of the dynasty leagues, but I'm also in total rebuild mode in about a third. So I really kind of only suck at about a third. Um, but I'm not very good at dynasty football anyway. I just keep cutting out leagues, but really, honestly, the only reason I'm still in dynasty leagues is uh, because of John and, uh, the guys, uh, in the, in the couple leagues that we're in together. And then like, uh, um, the, uh, the boys over at fusion FFB, but, um, I'm going to really probably cut out the rest of my dynasty leagues after this season. But, but in redraft for us, simple minded folk that like to keep things easy, I'm, uh, I'm doing really well. I'm making the playoffs in nearly all my redraft leagues. So I'm excited about the fantasy playoffs and, and low key kind of excited about uh, a little bit of a break after fantasy season's over. And we, I can just watch, NFL playoff football. <laughs> so I did. I was going to bring this up earlier. Like, how are you guys finding? Are you finding that most of your teams are in the playoffs now? Like, sort of like, sorry, most of your leagues? Because I reckon it's probably 50 50. I've got half my leagues are playing playoffs next week, and then the other half are playing it in the week after. So it's this really weird thing where I'm sort of going through going, hang on, have I made the playoffs yet? Oh, no, this is the week. Or, oh, no, that one I missed out. And it's, yeah, it's kind of, it's been interesting because obviously this hasn't really come up before where we had that that buy this late in the season. So yeah, the, well, the buy this late in the season, and because they added the extra week to the season, which mm -hmm. is a big reason why we're running into all this. And in the fictional league that Nate and I are in with John, um, we still have two more weeks in the regular season because only five teams are in the playoffs and they don't play each other. Like they all like it's not like a bracket; it's uh, total points scored over the last three weeks. And he used week eighteen this year. So it's uh, so we have more regular season uh, weeks for me to get another loss in that league. So same here. I think I've won three three games or maybe four in that league. I do. I, like I said, I, I'm like you. Yeah, I, I stink at dynasty. I don't even know why I do it. We do it because we love John and we don't know how to tell him no. Is that why you're in too legit too? That like I'm in that one. That's like, yeah, yeah. No, he wrote me. He wrote me into that one. Well, and and there were also a couple of guys in in that league that I wanted to try to network with a little bit, but now I know them well enough that that they know I'm not really good at this stuff. So I can yeah, probably I get nice football. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So. Anyhow, we're, we're starting to push up against it. We still have another segment here. So at this time next week, we'll be saying, Andrew, what are we going to be saying? Actually, you know what? Let's save yours for last. I see what you put there. I like uh -huh. it. So uh, we'll save yours for last. So, uh, so Nate, what, what, are you, what are we going to be saying this time next week? The Chargers are back. Uh, they just had a, you know, like I said, big game against – big win against the Bengals. Uh, they will beat the doors off of the Giants. Joe, I am very sorry to say that, but with no quarterback, um, I don't think they have a chance. And – they're going to be rolling hot into that matchup with Kansas City that is huge uh, since they already won the first matchup against the Chiefs. Um, it pretty much is going to decide the division. So um, they, I think they're back. I think they're going to roll. I think their defense is going to hurt them in the long run. But uh, these, you know, I think for now, they think they can score enough points to keep it hot. So, right on. Yep. I can see that. And honestly, I can uh, kind of see mine, what I'm about to say as well. Um, and I've kind of been feeling it for a little bit, for a little while this season. There's been several games where I've kind of felt this, but after last night's game, like I was sick to my stomach watching the way that the Bills were giving that game away to the Patriots on several occasions. So what I'm going to say is that because, because this week the Bills have another big game this week. As a matter of fact, it was um, one of the games of the week, right? Um, yeah, coach's game of the week. Yeah, the Bills and the Buccaneers. They they've got to they've got to win this game. They got to they got to continue to try to contend with the Patriots, and and we're going to see something happen several times, and we're going to be looking back after this week, and we're going to be saying that the Bills are just a coach away from doing some amazing things. I honestly believe. I did not think that I would be saying this about McDermott. I really I thought he was going to be a great coach, but he has he has dropped the ball several times. 
on his team and he needs to be held accountable. The, the guys, I just, I don't feel like he's a very good coach. And when it comes to decision-making, I really don't. Obviously the players like him. They've got his back. He's got their back. All of that's great. The relationship end of it seems wonderful, but I just do not like his decision-making at all. I bet old Lenny Fournette was licking his chops after watching that game last night. Not, I think he's, he'll be ready to roll. Oh yeah. Yeah. Him, 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 yeah, you know something else I've noticed about Leonard Fournette? This is funny. Like two or three times a week, he loses his helmet. Hey, it's, a, it's, it's weird. It's so weird. Like it's 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 like clockwork. Every single week, two or three times, every single week. Watch for it. Watch for it. You'll see it. Yeah, and, I, and maybe it's because he's got that slick look. He's got a bald, shaved head now, and and he runs so hard when he runs that it's like it just slides right off. I don't know, but uh, but I I don't know. Just a weird That's observation. <laughs> All right, this time next week, Campy, what are we going to be saying? I have a feeling this one is directed right towards Coach Sheps. It is. Next week, we're going to be saying, bring back Campy. Get rid of that coach guy. We want more Campy. That's what we're going to be saying. <laughs> That's funny. Too funny. And then and then I think the other bit is, I think the Cowboys at this time next week will either be contenders or pretenders. I think, you know, like, as I said, I've gone back to this game, what, three, four times already, but this Cowboys-Washington game is just going to be huge for both teams. I think we're going to look it down at the end of it and we're either going to say, wow, Washington is looking, you know, like they'll be in the playoffs and do okay, and the Cowboys are just looking like nothing, or we'll be saying, okay, the Cowboys have got got what they needed to get right and they're ready to go. So I think it's going to be a really interesting game because the Cowboys earlier in the year were doing some really great stuff. And then the last few weeks have just, the game plan has been a bit confusing and, you know, like that it's, it's really weird to sort of see them now where you don't really worry about the defense. The, the offense is the bit that's confusing. It's just the offense doesn't seem to be sort of clicking as much as you'd like. And, you know, coming off a like historically bad defense last year to sit here and say, I'm not really worried about the defense. Sounds strange. Like the the defense now, as you said, they give up yards, but they're actually good at getting takeaways now and getting sacks, which is a lot of the Cowboys sort of in recent history have worked on the bend, don't break kind of strategy where it's just like, okay, we'll just kind of like restrict the damage. But then this year they've sort of changed it up completely and said, all right, let's go get that ball. And I think it's working for them. And I think that's been good. But yeah, I think, yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping this time next week we're talking about the, the Cowboys as real contenders, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. You just gotta hope for a a not normal McCarthy start like they had. I think you and I talked about that two weeks ago after mm-hmm. the waiver show. Just how it seems like sometimes and I said I noticed that with with the Packers, he would just come out very flat sometimes, it seems like, or just like there's you know, he needs to get that dang mallet out and smash some watermelons in front of the team. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he needs to do. That fires him up. Uh, yeah. I, like, uh, yeah, it's, I think you look at the Cowboys and you think they've clearly got a good defensive coordinator who's doing great things. Their offensive coordinator seems to be doing good things. If they're not ready to play, then, you know, it almost goes back to what you were saying about Urban Meyer. It's like, that's your only job, surely. If, yeah. if you've got an offensive coordinator doing his job and a defensive coordinator doing his job and you're the head coach, if your team's not ready to play, you can't blame anyone but yourself. So... Yeah, I really hope this week they come out fit and firing. Yeah, I hope so, for your guys' sake. So, <laughs> Alex knows, man. We dealt with it. I was going to say, are you logged in under his username there? What's... No, I didn't know what it would be. McCarthy stinks? Yeah. Uh, we could talk all night. <laughs> all right. Can, uh, can you guys... Can, yeah, you guys can see my Ooh. screen. Can, can you see yeah. the uh, the Frankenstein now? Yeah. yeah. All right. So I wanted to bring this up because uh, people that don't uh, necessarily play deep fantasy football leagues or necessarily play um, uh, uh, or know very much about the Frankenstein, I wanted you to be able to see this playoff bracket. How often do you see a fantasy football playoff bracket that looks like this? Four teams with a bye week, 12 teams in the playoffs, and they were from three different separate divisions. So there was one division, I think, that had five teams make it, and one only had three. One has four. Um, so for the most part, pretty evenly distributed. But that just looks like a, a, a very fun bracket right there that you don't you don't get to see in fantasy football. Most are six, six teams. You might get lucky and get an eight team occasionally. Some are four. 
Um, but then you go to you scroll down here and you look at this twenty four team tournament for the uh, for the constellation prize. Whole lot of teams on buy for the first round. Just a lot of fun. I don't know. I'm really excited about the Frankenstein, and I want to try to encourage as many of the listeners out there to try to uh, um, uh, to try to jump in on that Frankenstein league next season because we're going to expand it from at least three leagues to uh, um, to possibly five, maybe even more, and probably going to try to uh, to draft a couple of the uh, the drafts live at Canton from Canton, Ohio, when we go to. Uh, uh, when we go there again uh, next August, so uh, um, so just something to think about while uh, while you're out there. Go ahead and send us uh, any uh, any request if you want. If you're already interested in next year's Frankenstein, I'll go ahead and start a doc and start a um, start a list if we if we start getting enough people say that they want to join. We're going to ask the people that are already in the Frankenstein at the end of the season who wants to come back, but. Uh, uh, but yeah, just a lot of fun. Just thought I'd throw it out there. We don't we don't always stop and give the Frankenstein enough love, but uh, um, but it's been a huge part of the show, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. And now here we are up against the playoffs. Yeah, it's it'll be it's going to be a wild one. I don't know. I I didn't make the playoffs last year, so I'm excited this year. So yeah, well, um, going back to what you guys were talking about before, like I I went a bit dynasty crazy this year, and I joined way too many leagues, and I think I'm in about 21, 22 leagues this year, which is just too much. Like. I've I've started realizing I don't really enjoy it as much, so I'll I'll probably be cutting back probably half I would say of my leagues, but I really enjoyed Frankenstein because it's so different. Like you sort of get to the point where all your other leagues, it's like okay, it's the same kind of thing. Maybe there's a slightly slight difference in scoring, but Frankenstein is just different to any other league that I've ever played in. So I've had fun, and it was like always, you know. That one, like the two leagues that I was checking really, like, you know, first thing was uh, Scott Fishbowl and Frankenstein every week. Just like, how am I doing? And, you know, trying to plan ahead to say, okay, who am I taking off this week? And who am I taking next week? And it's, yeah, so definitely worth looking into. Because it was, yeah, I was most fun I've had you. in the league. Did you make the playoffs in Scott Fishbowl? I did, yes. Nice. Me too. So, Me too. Uh, I'm right there with you. Right yes, yeah, so I think I finished... I think I finished ten and three. I think I'm about one sixtieth. So uh, I sort of I faltered down the stretch oh. a bit, but uh, ten and three, nice. But yeah, uh, overall had, had a, a pretty good run. So we had a five way tie. We had five people that were tied for first place with seven wins. We, we, our oh, our wow. division was that close um, going into the last game, and uh, and I lost that last week. So I was upset because I thought only first place in each division made the playoffs. I had no idea. This is only my second year in Scott Fishbowl, and last year I won one game. So, like, I didn't really, uh, I didn't really pay close attention to who all made the playoffs last year. But uh, so I was shocked today to see that that the top six from each division make the playoffs, and I, I think I was, uh, I ended up fourth since I lost that uh, that last week. But uh, but I'm excited. It's uh, it's, it's again, it's the fantasy football playoffs. It's uh, it's what it's all about. It's what we build up for. So. I'm real happy to be in a bunch of my playoffs and, and uh, just so I can get disappointed in round one. That's how it usually works. But uh, uh, but at least for a little bit, I get this excitement. Hey, you made the dance. You know, at least you're right. That's right. That's right. No. Well, uh, make sure you check out all our shows. We got uh, almost every night of the week, uh, Monday night's waiver wire episode for the Patreon guys. We sometimes get released on Tuesdays uh, to the general public. Uh, Tuesday night's the normal show you're watching right now. Uh, Wednesdays, we have Joe Knows. Uh, I can't remember. He usually just he releases it later on. Uh, Dollars to Deuces around um, 10:30 Central, sometimes 11:30 uh, right coast time. Um, Thursday night Dash DFS right before the kickoff. Uh, Saturday 7:30 Eastern, I believe, is down in our Dynasty. Um, and Sunday we have uh, like an NFL NCAA review preview with Joe, and then the Blitz with Justin, Alex, and Mike. So, oh, special episodes. For Christmas, it will drop in some some little hints for him, huh? Yep, there's gonna be one special bonus episode the week of Christmas, a little special bonus draft. I'm gonna try to get as many of you guys on the T to T team and some of the listeners involved. Our favorite Christmas movies of all time. We're gonna have a draft. Hey, Die Justin, Hard? Die Justin Hard? do you know how much <laughs> Santa's sleigh cost? What? How much does Santa's sleigh cost? Yeah. Hmm. A ho ho bunch. Uh, nothing. It was on the house. Oh, nice, nice. I like it. Like, I like it. <laughs> oh, for you. Uh, also, like I said, patreon.com slash titles. Check it out. Uh, we would really love the support. Um, I'm sure people spend $3 on 
a lot worse stuff uh, than that every month. So please check us out. We would love the support and hopefully we can help you guys out, whether it's for the playoffs, um, you know, or anything like that, or uh, for next year for Dynasty Drafts too. So please throw us an Apple uh, review on Apple Podcast, and uh, don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button on the YouTube. So anybody else got anything before we're done? Should I end it with uh with that dinosaur joke that I uh, I threw out there in the in the chat a little bit ago? I mean, I laughed a lot, so that's my <laughs> kind of joke. So it, it was uh, what do you call a blind dinosaur? Do you, do you think he soars? Ah, love it, love it. <laughs> All right, well, that's Thanks, what we're here for. <laughs> Thanks, that's, everybody, that's, for tuning in. Kind of you get in the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the best jokes. <laughs> Have a good night, y'all. <laughs>